telling us to enjoy it while they're young. But our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy anything? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time for a shift. You can be a happy mom. Yeah, it's possible. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not the janitor and the lunch lady. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. I don't have to anything. I get to. And so do you. So let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility and change the effing world. It's all in the way you choose to see it. You're listening to I Get To, the podcast with Brittany Clarkson. That's me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. So today I want to chat on loving other people. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard, but we are called to love all people, aren't we? Even the difficult ones. Because you yourself, I myself, we are difficult ones as well. That's all a matter of perspective. We can choose to make loving other people easier. We don't have to label them as difficult to love. If we label ourselves as, I don't know, loving, overly loving, and I don't know. I didn't think that through, but I want to chat with, um, chat with you about loving others right where they are. I think sometimes we get it in our head that other people around us need to change who they are before we can love them more. Sometimes we kind of hold these little grudges. I think mostly within our families, honestly, I mean, with others too, possibly, but I think we do it with our husbands and I think we do it with our kids and I think we do it with our parents and maybe our siblings. Um, you know, how many times have you thought like, well, I'd be more, more open to loving my husband. I'd be more nicer to him if he were nicer to me. Um, I'd be more physically intimate with him if he was more emotionally intimate with me. You know, if, do we do a lot of this whole, I'd do this if he did that. Instead of just you loving him 100% without expecting him to change it all or needing him to change it all beforehand. And that's what you signed up for, right? You can't control him and make him love you the way that you expect him to love you. All you can do is love him the way you promised to love him. And eventually he does catch up. But that can't be your your ulterior motive that I'm going to love him so he'll love me more. You just have to love him because you promised to love him. And I mean that as a verb. 
the actions of loving someone, going out of your way for them, doing special things, being kind to them when all you want to do is slap them with your tongue, you know, holding your snarky comments back, avoiding passive aggressive sort of behaviors means forgiving him for not taking out the trash. And this goes for our kids too. And I think it's even more important with our kids in some ways because your husband's a grown adult who does have the mental capacity to understand, hey, I don't emotionally support her because I'm tired and she doesn't support me as much because she's tired. I get that. You two can both kind of understand where one another is coming from. But also it is so important to set the example for your kids. So I'm not going to say it's more important either way. It's just important in different ways, I think, to fully express love without the expectation of someone else changing. But I think we do it to our kids and we don't mean to, where we withhold things that they might perceive as love in order for them to change their behavior. You know, if, if your kids need physical attention from you, if they need you to hold them or to sit with them and watch a movie with them, if that's what they need from you in order to feel loved and you're withholding that because they haven't picked up their toys on the floor yet, the message they're getting, it's not the message you're trying to send, but the message they're getting is that mom's only going to love me if I pick up the toys first. And I know that's absolutely not what you're trying to tell your kids, but I think, I think we send ourselves into these like toxic kind of spirals without thinking about it because we're not just fully expressing love and kindness and patience every time we can. Instead, our kid is begging us to sit with them and watch a movie. And we're saying you have to pick up your toys first. And the tone we're using is, you know, I'm irritated that you haven't picked these up yet because I've been asking for three days. What message are they receiving? Because it's not the one you're trying to send. And then you get this disconnection between you and your kid. And the disconnection According to Dr. Jasmine, the mom psychologist, connection is the most important thing with your kid if you want them to listen to you. If you want them to behave the way that you expect them to behave and you want them to listen without you yelling, it's being intensely connected with them, making sure that all their needs are met. Their needs of, you know, did mom spend enough time with me? Did I get enough attention? Did I tell my side of the story? Or, you know, is your kid feeling unloved because you're not showing love in the way that they need it? But they, of course, are children. They can't communicate how they need to feel loved. Most adults cannot communicate that with you. Most adults can have a level of understanding after a deep conversation but most adults in the moment are not quite capable of saying, hey, I need you to do this so that I can feel loved by you. This is my love language. Um, but how, how can we love people more? 
without the expectation that they change. That's kind of where we're at here. And I think one of the biggest keys, I mentioned it in another episode very recently, everybody is doing the best they can with what they have. If you use that as your guiding light and understanding that everybody is always doing the best they can with what they have and give them grace. That is one of the main keys. I think the second key is you yourself focusing on embodying love. And when I say embody love, I mean take on the adjectives used to describe love in, what is it, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7? I feel like that's the right verse. Um, the love is patient, love is kind, love endures all, all that stuff. Take those on for yourself. And the way I recommend doing that is by flipping all of the love is into I am and using these as affirmations every single day. Use them as affirmations when you feel like snapping at your kids because they haven't done what you've asked. I am patient. I am kind. I am love. Breathe deep. Repeat those. Calm yourself. And approach your children in the same temperament that you would expect Jesus to. Okay, this doesn't mean being a doormat. It doesn't mean letting your kids get away with anything. It means correcting them from a place of love and not irritation or anger. It means working through what's coming up in you, the ugly feelings, before you communicate to them what you need from them. So that you're telling them, I need these toys picked up without them feeling like your love for them is dependent on it. And if you want more help with becoming love and embodying love, I do have a workbook in my Etsy shop. Um, I believe it's like three or four dollars. It will help you work through those mental blocks of how you're not being loving and how you could be more loving, how you could become love in everyday situations. Um, Because remember, if you're the mama listening to this, you set the tone. You know, the woman of the house sets the tone energetically for the house. All right? The happy wife, happy life, that is very, very much true. Um. And it's not all about you being happy and everyone else being miserable. It's about you being happy so everyone else can be happy too. Because how many people in the house are happy when mama is not happy? Not many. Energetically, the home is dependent on you. You make the house a home. You are the gatekeeper of the energy and the emotions in the house. It's a big responsibility. And you wouldn't You wouldn't be the one in charge of that responsibility if you were not capable. You are so capable. Um, I think sometimes we just forget that that's our job to do that. That's our responsibility. And when we are emotionally regulated ourselves, 
we can emotionally regulate others. So keep that one in mind. Another great tip for loving others right where they are is practicing gratitude. Yep, gratitude again. But I want you to pull out a journal or a notebook and every day pick someone in your home or someone close in your life and fill a page with things you love about them. Think about all the good things about this person. And I'll probably start with your husband and then move on to your kids and maybe other family members or friends or whatever, coworkers, your boss. The people in your life who seem to trigger you the most are usually going to be those who, you know, either you do love them the most or you spend the most time with them. Um, but practice gratitude, deep gratitude for these people. And if you're really having a hard time, if you're really having a hard time feeling grateful for things about them, there is this other exercise you can do to deepen your gratitude is really imagine life without them. What would that be like? What would it look like for you to lose them? And think through all the steps there that it would take for you to grieve or, you know, if that would mean getting a divorce, what would all those steps look like? What would it look like for your kids, for your family? If, you know, just what would it look like to lose this person? All right. Think about that for a little while. Let that sombering feeling take over for a minute. Give you a little bit of perspective. Now go back and think about how much better your life is because you have them. Now fill that page with all the good things about them. And sometimes if you've been in this cycle of like just dissing on your husband and pointing out his flaws all the time, or if you've just been believing like your kids are annoying AF, um, and you've been paying attention to all the negative behaviors, and you've been having all these kinds of thoughts for so long, it can be kind of hard and feel kind of fake to, to try to list the things you love about them. You know, when you're so irritated at your husband, you're noticing all the time he doesn't spend with you. It can be hard to remember all the good things because there was a time that you were blind to the negative and there likely will come or is or has been a time where you're blind to the positive because what you focus on is what grows. So I cannot stress enough how much practicing gratitude for the people in your life, not just saying I'm thankful to have them, but saying I am thankful for this person in my life because they make it better in these ways, because I love when they do this, because I think they're adorable when they do that, because I love seeing the look in their eyes when my husband plays with my son. I love seeing this. I, I love the smell of his pillow, whatever it is. Like, think of it. 
as small as it is and put that down on paper and read it over and over again and add to it and write it and practice the gratitude again and again. If you have to practice gratitude for the same person in your life every day, then do it. And you know what? You could take it a little bit farther too. If your heart has been so hardened toward them, practice the gratitude and then pray for them. Pray that so many good things happen to them. Pray that they live their best life possible. And then look for ways that you can make their life better. Because that's going to make you a better person. That's going to fill your soul in ways you didn't realize it needed filled. It's going to fill a hole in your soul you didn't even know was there. Because that is loving like Jesus. That is loving on a level that your soul is meant to love on. Your soul is meant for love. Love and light. Like, even if you don't believe the Bible and all that, love and light, that is like the basis of human existence. If there is no light, if there is no love, what do we have? Hatred and darkness? That doesn't sound like fun. That's not the world I want to live in. And I don't think it's one you want either. I think you want to live a a life full of love and light and laughter and joy and peace and ease. And that's why I'm here with this whole podcast teaching you about this stuff. That's why I make the products I make. So that you can find every small way possible to infuse your life with love and light and peace and ease and joy and all those good things. Because when you don't have those things in your life, it's only a matter of time before you're looking for a way out. Trust me, I know. I've told you about that. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode six. I think that's all I have for you today, discussing on loving others right where they are. Loving others without expecting them to change. We've got to give them grace, realize everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. Sometimes they just need you to step up and help them, give them more support. And practice gratitude. Get so grounded in gratitude for people in your life. It's going to change your relationships. It's going to change your heart. And embody love. Become love. Make that your goal. To be patient, to be kind, to be all the things that love is. I mean, that is true beauty, right? Forget the bogus beauty standards. Being love That's goals. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of I Get To. It really does mean the world to me to have you here. 
But are you ready to take this a step farther? Check the description below this episode and grab the Happy Mom Mindset mini guide. It's totally free to you and it's not just for moms, by the way. Then hop onto Instagram. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Share your screenshot. Tag me, Britt Clarkson. And if any part of this has resonated with you, I so, so appreciate if you'd leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really is just the only way podcasts get seen. And then share this on social, text it to your bestie. You're part of a movement now. We're here to change the minds of moms everywhere. It doesn't have to be just this hard, hot mess thing anymore. We get to enjoy our lives, guys. Let's go.